Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about the world through a spiritist lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I'm your host, Dan Assisi. In this episode, Marcelo Neto, Andrea Marshall, and I travel to Canada in July of 2016 to celebrate the sixth anniversary of the Toronto Spirit Society, or TSS as we affectionately call it. While in Toronto, we sit down with our hosts Sandra and Joe Musi to learn more about Spiritism in Canada, how the Toronto Spirit Society came to be, and what TSS's anniversary celebration was like. Want to join us for future conversations? Tweet using hashtag SpiritistConversations, email us at conversations at spiritism.org, or simply visit our Facebook page. In the meantime, Pull up a chair and make yourself comfortable. The conversation is about to start. Say hi, everyone. Hi, Hello. everyone. Hi, how are you? Good? Well, be- hi, Danielle. Welcome to have you in Toronto for the first time. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I truly, truly, truly am. And why don't we take a little bit of time, just about 30 seconds, go around, so you can introduce yourself and say who you are and why are you here. Andrea, do you want to start? I'll start. Hello, my name is Andrea. Um, I have been invited to participate in the sixth anniversary of the TSS, and I'm so pleased to be here. I'm so thankful. I am from Miami, Florida, and I am from the Conscious Living Spiritist Group, and I also um, volunteer full-time at Edisil of America, which is a spiritist publishing company, and also layout publisher representing the books published and um, channeled by Devaldo Pereira Franco. Wow, we should talk about that in the next episode in the Spiritist <laughs> Conversations. <laughs> That's a conversation I'm in itself. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <clears throat> well, I would say diddle, but I'm <laughs> exchanging changing my name. Marcelo Neto from Florida. Uh, I'm so here's my question for you. Is it Marcelo Neto or Marcelo Neto? Neto, Neto. It's very Latin. It's short, in your name. You That's choose. right. Just uh, exactly. <laughs> it depends. So I'm just like Andrea. Uh, I volunteer uh, at Conscious Living Spiritist Group. I'm here for the celebration of uh, the sixth anniversary of Toronto Spiritist uh, uh, Society. Society. And uh, we are very glad to be here. It's a wonderful, these, that couple is fantastic. They, they run the Toronto Spiritist Society. And the folks that we're going to meet tomorrow are simply wonderful. I'm very glad to be here. Great. And we saved the bass for less, the moosies. The moosies. <laughs> so who wants to go first, Sandra or Joe? I'll go first. Let Sandra be the last one. Okay. Name José Musi, also known as Jo, Jo Musi, originally from Brazil, born in Rio, but we've been living here in Canada for 26 years now. And for the past six, we've had the privilege to found and to operate the Toronto Spirit Society. It is a unique spiritist center here in Toronto that it is exclusively run in English. Even though a lot of our members are Brazilian or Portuguese, we have taken the effort and the dedication to do all of our activities 
in English because we feel that is a fundamental obligation of a spiritist that come from Brazil and are welcome into a new country to embrace the society, embrace the culture, and above all, embrace the language. Because we really want to be the cedars of the future spiritism in this country. Great words. Something that we can obviously talk a lot about. Um, so thank you, Joe. And who is it that is sitting at your right side now? This good-looking, kind, elegant, and <laughs> smiley woman. It also known as your better half. My best half, Sandra. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. It's um, I couldn't have chosen best people, better people than the three of you. We are so feel so blessed to have the three of you here with us. Uh, each one of you have uh, uh, a light of its own, and, and, and this light is something that we are so grateful that you brought here to Canada to shine your light uh, on us. So we are very, very happy, and we feel very blessed and fortunate to have you here with us. These are great and kind words, but tell us, Sandra, yes. how are you involved with TSS? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great deflection right there. I Way know, to go. One, I know. Uh, I'm involved that uh, we founded the TSS six years ago. I was before that, I was part of the, uh, the Joanna Gengeli Spirits uh, group here in Toronto. Uh, I was there for 16 years before uh, we founded the TSS. And the main reason that I left was that we felt that we had a need to, to do the work, the spiritism in English, mm. totally in English. And, and Joana Gianges was still, still done in Portuguese. Some of the work they do in English too, but uh, we didn't want to have any work in Portuguese at all because we felt that this is this was the push that we had to really found that group so I, I feel that we are doing a good job it's not easy you know uh, to do this but we are doing it and uh, it's been six years now so we have we feel grateful to have uh, this group and these people with us Well, I guess we can say that we're all very excited to be here. It's actually my second time in Canada. I love Canada, mm -hmm. um, even though I've only been here two times. But it's really fantastic. So this is also a great opportunity for us who are coming and visiting, even though we're not that far away, to get to learn a little bit more about not only the group, mm -hmm. but also a little bit of a history of spiritism here in Canada. Before we jump in into um, the Toronto Spirit Society, which we all want to know probably more about, right? Uh, yeah. Can you guys share a little bit with us? How is it that you know that you guys came to Canada and got involved in Spiritism and how Spiritism was at the time? Well, let's start with the Fox Sisters. Hold on, let me check to see if I have enough memory. There <laughs> <laughs> is a little-known secret that the Fox family lived in Canada, oh. and because at the time in the 19th century. The borders between Canada and U.S. around Buffalo in this region here was very fluid. And families often had farms and they moved back and forth. And the Fox family was one of those. So they lived in Canada, what is now Canada. Kingston. Uh, no, much closer to Buffalo. 
So it's it's St. Catherine area. They, they were very close. And eventually they, they moved to uh, the city that eventually became the phenomenon of the Fox Sisters. So we won't go into a lot of detail. But it's the very beginning of spiritualism in North America. And eventually that migrated to Europe, where spiritism then was created, mm -hmm. was born. After that, we had a British man that came to Canada, and he not only came to Toronto, but he also went to Montreal and to Vancouver, and he was spreading spirit, spiritualism, uh, not spiritism, but you know, he already had a lot of knowledge on spiritism. And that gentleman, everybody, uh, is very well known. Uh, he's Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle. Conan Doyle yeah. He came to Canada and he was uh, he was giving speeches and lectures. he was I'm sorry lectures lectures yes lectures on on spiritualism and and the afterlife and everything. So he was the person who who brought this to, to Canada, too. That's that a significant was, figure, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Just wanted to put that in there. Yes. Yes. I know. Who has, who has not heard of Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, the modern spiritism in Canada was born late 1980s, early 1990s, first in the city of Montreal. Yeah, actually it was in the, the first, 70s. Well, first spiritist group. And the first one in Toronto was the Joanna Giangeli Spirit yeah. Study Group. The first one, yeah. The first yeah. one, and that would have been 1992. Oh, gosh. And for those of us who are listening and probably never heard the name before, uh, who is Joanna DeAngelis? <laughs> Andrea, who's Joanna DeAngelis? She is, um, well, first and first, foremost, she's Devaldo Franco, the outstanding world-renowned mediums uh, mentoring guide. She has dictated countless books to him, but we can go back in history and find out a little bit more about her in the early times of Christ in the presence of Joanna de Cusa. Um, but for us, Spiritus, she is a motherly figure that brings a lot of enlightenment, not only in the psychological aspect um, that Spiritism brings in a transpersonal psychology, but also a very um, devoted and motherly and loving spirit that is here to guide us and instruct us. That's well, my, my, my take on it. That's awesome because, you know, <laughs> if you're not familiar with this, you might find that a lot of our, our groups yeah. or centers have these yeah. names that you might yeah. never, ever have heard. That's right. Like Joanna DeAngelis or Francis Xavier or mm. Alain Kardec. Yes. And we can talk about all of those too. But sorry, where were we before we rudely, or before I rudely interrupted Joe? <laughs> well, in 92, Joanna DeAngelis. Yeah. And very similar to what has happened in other countries, spiritism comes to Canada in this new modern age through Brazilians, mm -hmm. expats living in Toronto. Some of them spiritists who practice spiritism in Brazil, they come to a new country and they want to continue to practice spiritism. So they eventually set up small groups, sometimes home centers or home study groups. And uh, Joan Jiangi started very small and, and, and has continued to operate continuously since that time. Mm -hmm. Great. And so you guys came, um, when, when did you guys come to Canada? Uh, first you... time, 1983, actually. Yes, 1983. Uh, Joe, we came to um, Waterloo, the University of Waterloo, when Joe did his, uh, his master's degree. Um, I wasn't a spiritist back then. I was uh, very Catholic. 
and and then we came back to Brazil after he finished his his um, his degree, and and then when I was my father was Jewish, was Polish Jewish, and my mom very very Catholic, and after my father discarnated, this is when I couldn't find consolation uh, into the Catholic Church. Uh, no no priest would. T- uh, would console my, 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 myself and my spirit. So I was in a turmoil. And I went to uh, Comunhão Espírita de Brasília, which is a, it's a big spiritist group in Brasília. And this is where I found consolation. For the first time, I, I heard about that our souls are, we are immortal spirits. So this is when I finally Everything came into place. It was like click, 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 and I was. How like, was it again? How was it again? <laughs> <laughs> it was just beautiful, and this is when I I became a spiritist. So when I we came back to Canada again for the second time as immigrants, we uh, had the uh, I I I came back as a spiritist, not as a Catholic. So was that in ninety one? Ninety ninety. 1990, because I arrived in 91, so it's interesting to see like all the yeah friendly folks migrating yeah. to the yeah. North American. Sorry, interrupting. <laughs> Or so you say. Or so I say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this is when I came here, and then you know I brought uh, we brought our furniture and everything, a container to Canada, and I remember I had at least uh, five boxes, big boxes of books. Because one thing that I didn't want to leave Brazil is that I finally found something that I, you know, it made sense in my life. So I brought the books with me and, and it was, uh, you know, I just didn't want to let that go. So it's, it's interesting. And apparently you haven't. No, no. Right. We're sitting here today in part because of that. Yeah. And how, how did the Toronto Spirit Society start? How, how, did, how did it... What did you guys just decide, okay, we're, we're going to do this? Because, so one of the things that's always interesting to see, because I think everybody here on the table has a little bit of experience with this, is spirit societies, they're all run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's you know, fully paid or works with this. You know, spiritist labor is always a labor of love. It's always a volunteer thing, which is actually a conversation in itself. We should probably mm-hmm. talk about why that is, but the idea is that we don't want to get entrenched in this. And, and kind of create hierarchies and things that might detract mm-hmm. from the peers sharing of information. But um, so it's a lot of work because it's like work on top of your work yes. if you if you if yes. you make a living working, right? Yes. So so how was it to to build uh, what we affectionately call TSS? In 19 what would be 2010 mm-hmm. when We, Sandra had just left the Joana de Angeles Spiritist Society, Spiritist Studies Group. And I was there just for two years. I was, I've only been a spiritist for about eight years in this life. And uh, <laughs> in this life, you never know. You never know. <laughs> But the odds are probably good. And because. we had, it was interesting, we had about four or five couples. That's what was interesting, because they were all couples who were looking for something a bit different in terms of studying Spiritism in English. And at the time, I had the advantage or, or the luxury of having a rented space for my firm that we had organized for a project. The project was done and we still had the rental. 
<laughs> we decided to use the place just to get ourselves started. started. And, and really all it was was once a week we would get together and we would have a lecture. It was exclusively in English. And <clears throat> through word of mouth, it started to grow. To the point that, and this actually was not six years ago, this, this was really seven years ago mm -hmm. when we kind of started. We ran there for about a year, a little bit over a year, and the space just got too small for us. That's the same. And then we had to path. find a place, and, and as many spiritist centers in North America find, we found a basement. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we can afford in terms of a small group. And, and we've grown from those five, four or five couples, and today we have 40 kind of stable members in the group. Okay. Yeah. And we often get, you know, upwards of 50 to 60 people to come into some of the more interesting lectures. <laughs> that is awesome. And in six years later, after your, you know, official foundation, mm -hmm. you guys are putting up this event. Is that something that you do every year? How, how does that work? This is our first event, like the... the this anniversary, symposium. this symposium. The, yeah. We never had an event like that. We had... Givaldo came, uh, Haroldo Dutradias came, uh, we had Marta Antunes, we had Miriam Mazotti Duzzi, uh, we had Andrei Moreira. Cheesing. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, people that would come for one lecture and then they would leave, mm -hmm. so for an hour. But this is the first time that we decided to to do a symposium. Mm -hmm. uh, we were like thinking about this for a while, but we felt that uh, this this year we are ready, so let's let's do it. And uh, the three of you just came as uh, I think this is this is a work that is not done. We deciding. I think we've decided this maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> in a different setting. But somebody anyway, else decided for us. Somebody else decided because it was just something that was just so natural. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, okay, there you go, it's done. And then we talked to you, and you graciously accepted to come, so everything worked in a way that is, uh, it's amazing. Everything worked naturally, and, and we are so happy. And, well, actually, we're the ones who are happy. We're sitting in your living room right now, it's your beautiful home, um, drinking your soda and talking. <laughs> So we are the ones that have to, to thank you for this. But before uh, we di dive in into this year's topic, let's take a quick break for, a quick break for our sponsors, which it's the running joke in the program because we have no sponsors, people. This is, this, is, this is us with a couple of microphones and some shy people at first, and then you know we get going. But we'll be right back. Hello, dear friends. If you're here listening to the Spiritist Conversations podcast, you already know that we live forever. However, do you also know that there is a Spiritist Radio on the internet for our listening pleasure and the nourishment of our souls? This is Kardec Radio, and we have a wide range of shows, from live interviews to shows for teens and kids. 
We even have a show about Spiritist books. Every Wednesday, Mackenzie and Francisca read a book chapter, followed by a discussion about its teachings. It is always eye-opening. Do you want to know more? Kardecradio.com. Visit us. Share the love. Nourish your soul. probably just heard our lovely messages from our many sponsors <laughs> in this very expensive podcast that we have. Um, and as you know, we are here trying to have just a simple conversation with folks, just having the, uh, just to have the opportunity to talk and listen and share experiences. And we would love for you to be part of this conversation. If you're on Twitter, use hashtag S-C-O-N-V-O's, S-Convos for Spirit Conversations, or write us at conversations at spiritism.org. Ask your questions, give us topics, give suggestions, tell us what is it that you like, what is it that you do not like about this program, because, you know, to be frank with you, the five of you who listen to us are probably very important to us, because there's not a lot of people listening to us. It's like the us. five of us that were sitting here on the table? Yeah, like, yeah okay. true, true. I think maybe we just picked that's up another listener. You know. that's, that's how we pick up listeners in this podcast. We interview people, and then they want to listen them to hear themselves, and then, you know, hey, we have six people now. Um, but all jokes aside, this is an unscripted, really, conversation. There is no ulterior mo motive here other than getting to know people. But we were just talking about um, TSS, the Toronto Spirit Society, which, by the way, has a very lovely uh, logo, I think. Uh, very beautiful. And what, what your, what's your guys' website again? Oh. It's www.torontospiritsociety.org. Oh, how creative. I know. Right? It's very good. I, I, need, I need to say something, though, because I've been, like, dying and holding myself because I'm here in the conversation. I just want to jump in, and that's something, not something that I do all the time, right, Daniel? No, I'm you, very never, shy. you never jump yeah, in the conversation. I don't ever interrupt. So I, I, I want to give you permission to talk whenever yes, you me, want to, okay, Andrea? I got I to gotta congratulate the TSS because... First and foremost, we love them, right? We do. We have like this affinity, even though we're in Florida. We're is not is it a to thing that, now right? that we, we're calling them th the TSS? Like I like we just, the TSS. The TSS. The TSS. The TSS. <laughs> you know, the TSS. The TSS. I gotta congratulate them because a lot of spiritist groups, when they begin, first and foremost, they have they do have the the challenges and the difficulties of the language. So having the courage to establish the work all in English is like plus plus. But then they come out with the coolest youth activity on the web, on Facebook, which is this little girl, Olivia, and she's got a, a, a news, a broadcasting news, and she's talking about... I didn't know that. I did not know about that. Yeah. for the oh, youth. Oh, that was wonderful, yeah. She, first, first of all, this girl is made for that. What's her name? Livia Barros, Michelle and Marcos de Clay's daughter. Yeah. And she is so lively and she's so excited and she's bringing all of this. And I thought, my God, we have a teen, preteen, right? She's preteen. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and pretty soon I can see the work, the network between them, because today we have to use what, what um, Arodo referred as a, the power of the spirit mentioned by Paul of Tarsus as utilizing the resources we have available to disseminate a spiritist body of knowledge. Poof. 
And, and then we have a, a preteen utilizing this power, this tool, to be able to connect, hopefully, with other teens and talk about everyday topics for teens, like drugs and abortion and, and death and things that we didn't really have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the TSS for having developed this work. Maybe that you want to talk great. about that. Yeah. Great. And so one of the things I think is happening tomorrow is that we are having a gathering here at the Moosey's. Yes, at the right. Moosies. <laughs> at the Moosies. And is she going to be here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should interview her. We maybe we should ask her That's about like that. That's the first time, right? A preteen on your yeah, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've there had only go. four conversations, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a first for everything. <laughs> Oh, so that's pretty exciting. Isn't yeah. exciting? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. So where did where did she did she put that on Facebook? Is yes, that what it, is? it is on the TSS Facebook, and it's on our website too. Oh, I think it's just Facebook. It's Facebook. So we just have to to search for the Toronto and the logo. The logo is beautiful. It's a butterfly. Very cool. Yeah, yeah butterfly. I like the I like the logo. And TSS, I mean, it means like that. They so special. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they miss simply the they spiritists. We, we, we actually we were inspired by Allan Kardec, which was the, uh, the Parisian, Parisian uh, Spirit Society. So mm-hmm. that's, we decided not to go with names, mm-hmm. because if we wanted to do this for a country, the names doesn't mean anything to a Canadian. So right? true. So Allan Kardec means nothing to them. Chico Xavier means nothing to them. So I was going to ask you if you guys want to change the name of the, to the group to Daniel Spirit Society, so that's not happening. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen so, probably yet. Maybe. But it depends how popular your blog gets. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I have a blog. I forgot to tell. I forgot people. You guys should I later... I sponsor. Uh, yeah. I should, I should sponsor. Should I should sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. sponsor. Maybe I should spend some money and sponsor this podcast. <laughs> what would we spend the money on? I don't know. Maybe some water. Because, you know, we here in our uh, Toronto studio, like we said before, which happens to be the Moosey's house, um, because this is really a low-budget podcast. Um, <laughs> it's just a bunch of people talking. It's, yeah, really, yeah. it's not even a show. It's just a bunch of people talking. Uh, but this is really, really great, right? So we heard a couple of great things. Um, one was creating a new group and do it in English, which is always hard, mm-hmm. right? Because... Um, to be honest with, with you, like a lot of uh, spiritist groups in the United States are mainly done by Brazilians, and it's only normal that they will feel comfortable speaking in their own language. Right. And I know, I do too. Like, I'm comfortable speaking, you know, in Portuguese. But there's other folks who don't speak Portuguese. There are folks from all over the world, as a matter of fact, who are here somehow, and um, it's nice for them to have a chance to, to speak in English, mm-hmm. right? And the event tomorrow is another chance that if you are around in the Toronto area, but I think it's going to be recorded as well. More than that, one of the things that we have to understand about Canada is that we have few Brazilians in a very large country, Uh right? So we have small pockets of spiritists, and often we get requests from people who live two, three hours away Uh who can't come on a regular basis to the center. So we made a very early decision. You broadcast. To broadcast all of our studies and lectures online. So before we were using uh, uh, one of of these websites that provide webcasting, Mm -hmm. we then got permission to use uh, Fab TV, and we continue to do that on our Sunday lectures. And more recently, with the new feature in Facebook, we're doing both the, the Sunday lectures and the Wednesdays and Thursdays studies 
online on Facebook. That is great, yeah. So we have people who log in from different places, some not too far, others farther away, and even some people from Brazil who want to see how Spiritism is in English. Yeah. And what is FabTV? Mm -hmm. FabTV used to be called SayTV. It was started by... TV Say, yeah. TV Say. Right? TV CEI, TV Say. Yes. Oh, it's no longer, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, no, it's now FabTV. The, the Brazilian uh, Spiritist Federation, or Federação Espírita Brasileira, FEB, has invested quite a lot of money, actually, to create a broadcasting infrastructure, even making use of satellites to broadcast Spiritism across Brazil. And they also have internet capability. In, 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 they branded the FEB TV, Fab TV. So there are channels that, you, you know, if you get the permissions, you can broadcast. And we have, uh, I think, Channel 8 is available to us. I'm not sure. I think it's 7. And uh, it's accessible at any time. And now with the Facebook, it has advantages because we can keep those lectures recorded so people can see the studies, can see the lectures at any time. Yeah, and also remember that Canada for... There are three or four months of the year that we have very heavy snow. So to go to this center, it can be a challenge sometimes. So people can still be part of the, the study or the lecture without leaving their home. So this was a necessity from day one. So we always had, we always said that this is something that it's a must. You know, we can't not have that. So. And we have members who come, who live an hour and a half away from the center, yeah. who come two, three times a week to the center, and often in the winter it could be a challenge. So like on, on the Facebook live option, do you guys allow for questions to be asked? Oh, yes, and absolutely. You, answer live? you can make interactive. comments like you oh, do with cool. Facebook. So you really participate in yes, the yes, which is do. really neat. Interesting, you know? and, yeah. and sometimes they even bring uh, questions, or they even bring questions uh, um, uh, suggestions and comments on the study that we never thought about it so you know it's it's really it's really enriching to everybody it's really good hmm, really good yeah it's great i mean this is really great to see the interaction piece too and you guys were talking about it and because i live in california i just didn't dawn on me but the access piece for you during winter and all that kind of fun stuff it's very different so it makes a lot mm -hmm. more sense to have that capability enabled so that if you can't make it all the oh, yeah. way and if you want to join over the web, you can see all the lectures. And the reality is life is complicated. People are very busy. Uh, our work takes us into late hours working in some places. You have obligations with your children, with your spouse. So sometimes it's not a, you can't commit to the regular schedule that we need to commit. So in this case, it gives them an option to listen in the car, listen at home at any time that they may be. Mm -hmm. And do all the lectures get stored as well so you can go back and you don't have to be there. Now live. with the Facebook, we can have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And before, it was at, at our site. It was all re recorded. No, it was the links, too. We were using YouTube as mm -hmm. well. So yeah. we record everything and put it in the YouTube site. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about it, what are the activities? What are the days? We have... Uh, In case one of those six listeners that we have <laughs> may be Canadian and may live near Toronto. So Wednesdays and Thursdays, we have our study nights. So we begin 
the work around 5.30 where we have the fraternal meetings. We'll provide, not counseling, but conversations with people who come for comfort, for questions. Uh, we often ask our volunteers to come every so often to be able to, you know, share some of their frustrations or their questions. And at 7 o'clock, then we start the studies of the basic Spiritus book, mm -hmm. all Kardecs. the Kardec, five basic works. So at this time, until very recently, we we're uh, running these uh, study groups. Wednesdays, we were doing the uh, Gospel According to Spiritism and the Spirit's Book. Mm -hmm. Thursdays, we also do the Spirit's Book, and we've been going very carefully through Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped the, the, the regular study because during the summer because a lot of people go on vacation. What we do is we do a book club. Mm. In, in fact, we pick a book by Chico Xavier. In English, and we go and read the book through the two months of summer. Mm -hmm. And right now, we're going through and studying the book Liberation. Yeah. So uh, the TSS, what we have, we only have the books of Kardec and Chico Xavier. And, and I Givaldo. think, and Givaldo. And I think if you have those three, uh, you know, Chico Givaldo collections, you already have too many you for a, a lifetime. Lot of oh. It's a lot of material. So we, we try not to, uh, you know, to go through all the different writers. We know there's a lot of good ones out there, but we just decided to, to focus on Kardec's book. Genesis is the last one. Last year we finished Heaven and Hell, and, and we, we're doing uh, the Gospel and the Spirit's book. It's an ongoing study. It never stops, never mm -hmm. ends. So when we finish, we start it again, both books. And the Genesis, the Medium's book, and the um, Heaven and Hell, we, we just go, when we finish, we start it the other one. And then we do the Andrea Luis series, which is uh, all the books for Andrea Luis. And this year, we are doing the sixth one, which is Liberation. And usually it's the volunteers or even the members or the people who choose the books. You know, we put it up for, for them and then, you know, we have a vote and then they vote for the books. And this year they voted for liberation. And we're so thankful that say is translating these books to English. Don't tell me. And this is something that I want to mention too, because when I started to do the work in English at uh, Joana de Angeles, my old spirit center, uh, Joe actually had to help me translate a lot of books that were not translated. So I will be forever grateful to Nestor Mazzotti, who uh, brought these books. Uh, you know, he put so much effort. He put so much his own, uh, his own, you know, uh, DNA in his uh, prints in, into doing this. That. I will be forever grateful to him and to, of course, to Edgesay and now to Andrea and Marcelo who continuously doing this job that is uh, so, so important. Very important. And we should make another Spiritist Conversations about that. And for those of you who may be unaware, Nestor Mazzotti is the former president of the Brazilian Spiritist Federation who passed away recently and who also um, dedicated a lot of time into making sure that we could translate many of the Spiritist books who were in Portuguese 
uh, to English. But you know what? We should probably not talk about these translations because we're going to make an Out of Spiritist conversation episode with this. Um, I think, I, you know, hopefully, right, people? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. See, this is this is a benefit. So you have right? to come back here. So you, <laughs> you when we get the people, oh, yeah, we will. We, we put a microphone in front of them right. and say, "We're going to do this, right?" They have to say yes, yes. right? So that's how we actually get new episodes for the Spiritist Conversation. We miss Nestle and today Hazard. the focus is TSS. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they so special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so that's really interesting. So we have this, the studies, and mm -hmm. then we have, of course, we have the kids, um, the children's education, spiritism education. We actually have three We have activities. three, yeah. We have the toddlers, babies and toddlers. Uh, it's based on a work that was done by the uh, Spirits Federation of Goiás, mm -hmm. uh, Sandra Borba, and, and the Brazilian Spirits Federation. So this is all... That the work, and then we have the uh, for the children from age four to ten, 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 right? Yeah. Ten years old, and then from ten to fifteen is the new program that we just started this month. Awesome! And are you guys the only spiritist group here in Toronto? Are there more groups? No, 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 no. We are one uh, of four. One of four. We have the rest on the way. We have the Joana de Angelis. When you say you have the rest on the way, <laughs> do you mean are they all on the way to TSS? Or that's actually, that's actually the name of the group? That's the name of the group. Or like they are going to be created. What do you mean by that? I'm so that, sorry. Is that say the full because, name. Because, yeah, we have a group that is called Rest on the Way. Got it. Thank you. There is another group that is called Joana de Angelis Study Group. And there's another one that is Christian Spirit Center. This is a more, um, it's a, how do you call a it? Home group. Home, group. home study group. Home study group. But they've been, like, a, we've known them. They've been a long time doing this. Uh, and then we have TSS. How many groups do we have in Canada altogether? We think we're up to about 12. 12. Mm -hmm. 12 groups. So not a lot for a very large country. No. No. And that's why the virtualization is so crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially when you guys are covered in ice. Mm -hmm. But when you consider, There's no ice outside. Because you it's said summer, it's beautiful. If, if um, a lot of the spiritual centers are created from Brazilians that migrate to a certain country, and there are so few Brazilians per se, I can understand the low number. Yeah. But I guess the virtualization, and the more you apply, and because it's fair to say a lot of Brazilians are fearful of taking a book like Liberation and doing a public talk on it mm -hmm. when it's the same in Portuguese, right? So there's kind of like this resistance in, in disseminating a message in English. And the more you guys focus on doing this, the more other groups will open up. And that doesn't have to be by Brazilians, right? Mm -hmm. Canadians, mm -hmm. Americans as in North America and so forth. I think as spiritists in Brazil, we don't necessarily appreciate how much information we get over several years to make us understand the Spiritist Doctrine. And when we come to a, another country and we start thinking, talking to people who have never been exposed to any of that, we sometimes find it very difficult to know where to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the context is missing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes I've had the benefit of growing up and talking about life after death, reincarnation, mediumship. Right. And sometimes we find ourselves having to go back and explain, which I think is also a very good learning tool for ourselves mm -hmm. because it makes us reevaluate that which we know and think about how is it that I should explain this to somebody 
who might not be familiar or was not exposed to this as I was. It's a great learning tool for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We go back to the basics and say, okay, let me let me let me share with you what I know, right? Which so how can you, for books. example, study liberation without talking about Nasrullah? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's hard. You you have to go back to the you have to have mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. Otherwise, it's science fiction. Like it sounds yes. like science fiction. Sounds right? Actually, you know, yeah. this week was so interesting because Joe was <laughs> he was explaining like we were in the chapter five, right? So of liberation. And Joe was like, mm, this brings me to almost Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a first. That's Liberation a first. and Game of Thrones put together in the same sentence. Well, I like it. We, we had something uh, in common this week. Uh, Joe and Sandra here in Toronto and Marcel and I in Florida in Miami, where we both watched in the same week the movie uh, Defending Your Life, yes, right? Yes. And I'm watching that movie and I'm like, my God, you know, it's like the... This, the things and not so loud, and they're talking about all these things, and we start seeing similarities. But one of the things that I, that I think it's important for us to talk about here is, um, as pioneers of spiritism in Canada or in, in America, we have to be very careful because I think Daniel and, and Marcelo and I have talked about this in the past how we come and we open a spiritist group and we feel that either the Americans or the Canadians don't know anything, mm -hmm. and they have nothing to add, and we're here to disseminate this new body of knowledge. And sometimes people get discouraged because we have this position where we're not humble enough to, to realize that we're talking to a spirit, an immortal one. And sometimes they, they have a lot more knowledge than we do, mm -hmm. right? So opening a space where they, their space is theirs, it's not Brazilians coming to Canada or to Florida, it's spirits that are coming to start a new study of a new body of knowledge where people from that land that we have chosen know as much as we do or even more. And I think this is why there's like so many people that are shy to participate in the groups because they don't feel a safe space, mm -hmm. right? There's like a judgmental stance that we know more than they do. Yeah, that's just kind of normal because whenever there's human beings, right, there's ego involved. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually one of the reasons why we were talking about volunteer work before. It's one of the reasons why we don't have like priests or bosses in spiritism because we try to shy away from that. Our understanding is that um, it's easy for us to fall into that. We fall into that in our daily lives um, every day. And so we try to keep it um, all volunteer. We now any hierarchy so that we can have conversations with each other and learn from each other, especially for that very reason, right? Mm -hmm. We have the beautiful passage in the Gospels explained by Spiritism that we all know, right? Um, you know, love one another and teach one another. And that's a great exercise for us, which is something that we don't see in our daily lives, right? Because in our daily lives, traditionally, professionally, we are thought to compete with each other and sometimes to the detriment of the other person. Like, I'll do whatever it is that I need to do to get ahead, right? from you I was stepping on you to do it and and we we hope that 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 practice will change with time so it's always very great to see that and, and that's why it's great to to do this in a different language because you put yourself in a learning position again it forces you to go back and reevaluate what you know and you learn a lot I mean I don't I can't speak for you but I can I can say I learn a lot by going back to mm -hmm. to say how do I say this how would I you know explain this concept of like pair spirit which is a fundamental one for us in spiritism to understand how the physical body connects to your spirit and so forth. Maybe another topic for spiritist conversations. <laughs> but uh, so we, it's, really, it's really great, right? And so having this is uh, it's a labor of love. And I'm sure you've put a lot of hours into this because mm -hmm. it always takes. But you know, we don't even feel because everything that we do, it's, uh, it's almost like it, it becomes so natural that you don't feel that this is one more thing that you have to do. 
you know it just becomes a part of something that uh, that you have you you know you just do it you you don't even question oh do I have to do do I have to go to my spirit center mm -hmm. it's rainy or it's snowing I just go you know it's just something that I, I go and if I if I don't feel well or if I don't feel and this is when the, the days that I really have to make myself go uh, because there are days that I don't feel oh I don't think I'm gonna go today I'm not feeling well okay it's, this is the day that I need to go it, it makes a lot of difference yeah when yeah. you go there it shows like even if like not feeling well yeah and uh, everything conspire for you not to be there and you make an effort to be there once you're there it, it changed, changed completely everything. that's yeah. right and one thing about uh, Canada is that diversity here is huge, right? Uh, Canada is a country of immigrants from uh, all over. Not only people are coming from different countries, but they also bring their different religions. So uh, spiritism, in, in a way, it's, uh, it's very natural because it's one new way of seeing God, you know, perceiving God or explaining our own life. So it's interesting that um, before people were trying to, to use science, you know, oh, because this is Canada, let's, let's try to bring science, the scientific view of, of spiritism into maybe this is going to make more sense uh, for the Canadians. And we feel quite the opposite. We feel that we need to bring uh, the religion side of spiritism to Canadians. So because no science for Canadians. You have to understand, and, and we come from Brazil, and we come with our own prejudice. We come here, a lot of us, thinking the North Americans are very materialistic, that all they're looking for is money, for stuff, buying stuff, and, and there's a truth to that. There's a, there's, there's a tremendous drive to consume physical goods, to have enjoyment, have free time, to entertain oneself. We have too many options. But the reality is that North Americans are so very charitable. Charity is, is part of the very fabric that created these countries. What we do find is that most, without having to generalize too much, we have different types of groups here. So we have those who have their religion and are very comfortable with it and are not looking to change. And then we have a growing number of skeptics who have a great resistance to organize religion. And I think that's the key, Joe. Now I keep harping about that. I think there's a fundamental difference between religion and organized religion. Right. And I think that most of us who are not familiar or haven't really been engaged in spirituality or whatever, what have you, we think that organized religion is religion. We don't know anything else, right? We think that that's that group of people with those rules, whether they make sense or not. And that's what religion means. And, and I think the religion is an individual thing. It's like what you do with your God, your own way of looking at the world. Organized religion is when men get together mm -hmm. and they decide, hey, here's the rules we're going to create. And then... Over time, we might not even remember why we created those, right? Or it ends up being weird. And then you have a bad experience when you go into organized religion sometimes, and then you say, I don't want to have anything to do with religion. Like, I have a friend who, who says he's an atheist, 
but he's the most religious person I know because he's such a great guy. He just doesn't like organized religion, right? But he's amazing, right? With spirituality in general, he just doesn't call that it that, right? And there was a lot of scandals in the 90s and mm -hmm. the early 2000s about <clears throat> a number of, of preachers who were taking advantage of fragile individuals, getting rich, and, and basically doing everything opposite to what they preached. And mm -hmm. it kind of tainted this whole notion and, and creates a difficulty that we have to overcome to explain the difference between religion and spirituality. Mm -hmm. Every human being is spiritual, whether they understand it or not. And to your point, um, atheists, many of the atheists are really rejecting the message that they have gotten, not just from organized religion, but from traditional theological thought about God and about the purpose that we're here and what God wants from us. And they reject it because it's not logical. It doesn't make sense. So often they say, you know, we hear often, there can't be a God because if the God existed, he would not have made little children exactly. suffer. Mm -hmm. They would not have the poverty and the wars that we have. Chosen people. Yeah, or, and, and spiritism has an answer for those things that, that is reasonable, that's logical. And that's the, the, the kind of the push that we try to pull into mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the low mm -hmm. hopes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think always it's, uh, well, it's not funny, but I like to use that expression, right? It's funny because sometimes um, I, I'm walking around in San Diego and there's these booths of like atheists that set up their booths, just like the Buddhists and, the, you know, the, and, and the little park that I go to, Balboa Park. And I think it's great because, um, first of all, I love that. I always like to stop to talk to folks. Um, but I think it's great because sometimes I don't think we understand or realize that some atheists are just like religion, but with a different message, mm -hmm. right? They also believe in something and they are trying to preach the word out. The only thing is that they, you know, their message is slightly different, right? Because ultimately, if you really want to be difficult about it, you cannot convincingly, for some people, prove that there is a God, but you can also not disprove convincingly that there isn't one. Mm -hmm. So you end up being in this great space, like if you really want to be difficult, right? Like we landed on the moon and there's people, people there are people still today that think that never happened, right? <laughs> uh, and so you How can, can argue- you be sure? <laughs> exactly, right? That's my point. Like you, we don't know, right? Whatever way you fall on this, you can be satisfied and convinced that you're right. So it's really an individual thing. Um, but I find fascinating that, and I, I like what you said about providing a rational and meaningful way of looking at things, because I think that's the, what spiritism brings to us, to us as a, the world in general, is this ability to say, hey, yes, you know, science and rationality and reason are very important, and so is this ethical part of things. So let's go ahead and continue to develop our understanding, like, just like our understanding about science has developed over time, our understanding of, about God and spirituality has to also advance with time. Let's bring those together because ultimately they're one and the same, right? They're just different sides of, of the argument. And I think that's what makes it so fantastic for me, but I'll get off my soapbox and ask you guys, um, we're almost reaching the end of our spiritist conversations, and I know that we have the symposium celebrating Day So Special, right? So Six special. years of uh, the Toronto Spiritist Society. Um, what, is, what is our topic? What are we, we going to see in that event on Sunday? 
celebrating life. That's what we wanted. We're going to be talking about... Um, this priceless gift. It is. It's, life is a priceless gift. So, um, Joe, you want to talk about... Maybe I should ask each, and, each one of you to be saying what you're going to be talking about. <laughs> Maybe we should make another... With... Conversations <laughs> after the event, we can we're tell you about what is that we talked Andrea, about. Andrea, uh-huh. Andrea is going well, to I, open the, the event. I'm going to open up the event with the topic, um, A Spirit's Journey Before, During, and After Conception. What are you saying? That there are spirits before we are born? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. I see alive people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we're going to you know, have some uh, polemic topics uh, within that one which talks about, you know, issues such as abortions and things like that. So it should be an interesting event. Mm-hmm. We hope to do our best. There's no hope. I know. Do or do not. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Is it? And is, then yeah. it's going to be you. you. The second, you, the second you. speaker is going to be you. That's yeah. right. You better uh, clean me up if I mess up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a running joke here. It's always great to go after uh, or before somebody else. Because whoever goes after you has to have the charitable, you know, love to make sure that they fix all the things that you say that are not correct. <laughs> High five. High five, yeah. <laughs> They got to help each other out. Um, I have a chance to talk about um, suicide and how suicide is really not the end. I'm going to take a slightly different slant and not just necessarily talk about suicide, but I'm talking about suffering in general. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that suicide is a byproduct of suffering, right? Um, I don't think people think about suicide, they just want to escape something. So we're going to talk a little bit about from a spiritist and spiritual perspective of what suffering is and see if we can kind of tie that back to suicide, which is a very um, big problem for us in our society today, I think. We have, we're losing too many people um, to suicide. And then after, we're going to have Joe come in and fix everything that I say wrong. <laughs> well, I want to fix lunch. Because I come after lunch, which is the toughest spot. Everybody's going to be kind of sleepy. And I want to be talking about assisted dying. It's a very pertinent topic in Canada because our parliament has just approved a law that makes it legal for doctors to help people to die. And is a continuation of, of your lecture around suicide. And often, the difference now is that in suicide tends to be more of a lonely decision. person decides and executes, and then we know as spiritists, they're going to have to deal with this in many lives after that. By putting in the assisted dying, or we like to call assisted suicide, whether it's done by a doctor, which is the, what the legislation is doing, or by a family member or somebody else, with the kind of veneer of being charitable to try to eliminate yeah. the suffering of the individual, what we're doing is we're creating a collective debt around everyone who now gets involved with that act. So it's no longer an individual suicide, it's a collective act of suicide. And this has very significant implications for all of those involved at that moment. 
that's going to be interesting. That's a great conversation for us to have after the fact because it's so many, so many ways we can we can think about this, and so many contextual information that we should share um, to inform our decision when it comes to that, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, what do we have? Marcel. Well, at the end of the day, we're going to have uh, the final lecture uh, that it's going to be life, a priceless gift. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little bit anxious because <laughs> being the last one of these wonderful speakers, it's a great responsibility. And, Who are uh, these wonderful speakers? Well, well, they must be coming later. <laughs> 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 Have you guys invited anyone else? Oh, that's well, I like the way that Sandra was, was announcing this. We said, we have three great speakers from the U.S. and Joe. It's <laughs> 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 true. It's so true. That's what I wrote. That's what I wrote. <laughs> and Joe, just like that? Just like three great speakers and then Joe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody's a saint at their own <laughs> not poor lands, baby, you know. My poor baby, my poor baby. Well, life is, in fact, indeed, is a priceless gift. And I'm going to try to uh, bring some aspects that maybe Joana de Angelis, maybe uh, many other speakers, uh, many other uh, spirits and other thinkers that brought the, how life is important for us. We, we have the tendency to make this analysis as very materialistic way of looking things. But life is, it's so precious, it's so, it's a gift. Well, I don't have like the lectures ready in my mind. I'm going to sit down and reflect because it is indeed a, a priceless gift. And I hope to we have the help of the good spirits <laughs> and you guys are going to have to pray a lot because no one's going to fix whatever I said wrong that's going to be the last one and, uh, and I'll ask I'll ask Jesus to help us out because this is actually even though it looks like a very small event I think it's not going to be a small event it's going to be a, a different dimension at the other realm of life And I hope, I wish, that we can succeed giving us our little contribution, even though it's very small, but being part of something so big, which is love that the Creator gives in in abundance to all of us. That's my end of the speech. That's right. And, uh, Did you record that so he can actually repeat this yeah. on Sunday? I will play it back. Do you want me to play it back? Your voice it's here. beautiful. You, you see, just... that's why we needed your <laughs> And we chose this topic, Danielle, because we wanted a theme that was inspirational, uplifting, but also that allow us to go deep into some fundamental ideologies that come with spiritism. Some, some fundamental principles around our existence and the consequences of our acts. I think that's great, right? Because it's very relevant as well to all of us because I think we are all struggling to find meaning in our lives, in our society, and we are seeing great acts of, of terror mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. And it could be very daunting and very um, saddening if all we see is the material aspect of things. We need to bring this 
um, spiritual perspective to understand why things happen this way or, or what is it that this can teach us. And that in itself is a great conversation because, um, you know, if we only see with this material eyes, then we think very differently than otherwise we should probably think as immortal beings that we are, right? Mm -hmm. We always say, you know, uh, folks have said, like uh, C.S. Lewis, that we are spirits who have a body. We're not a body who has a spirit. There's a fundamental shift in our thinking when we understand that and think differently. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to have a chance to be here in Canada with our friends from not only Canada and Toronto, but also from Florida. And we are reaching the end of our spirits conversation. We are very thankful for uh, to our hosts, Joe and Sandra, who are not only inviting us, but are actually hosting us here too. And they've had the patience to stay with us and feed us yes. uh, today, which was wonderful. And they so graciously allowed uh, us to um, use their house here as our recording studio and to have these conversations, which are moments that we cherish when we come together. Because I think part of the experience that sometimes you might see uh, in the spiritist meetings is being with the people afterwards. There is a talking about the message, there's obviously being enlightened and thinking and reflecting, but there is a coming together, enjoying each other's company and listening and hearing and learning from each other because everybody has something to teach us. So we are very grateful for all of you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for you if you're listening to us as well. And we want you to join the conversation. So please uh, get in touch. Let us know if this is something that you want to do and hopefully you'll listen to us again. So. Thanks, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. And there you have it. We learned a little bit about the history of Spiritism in Canada, got to meet the folks behind the Toronto Spiritist Society, celebrated their sixth anniversary, and scratch the surface of interesting current affairs taking place in Canada regarding death and dying. We'll pick that up next time and talk about Bill C-14, Legislation on Medical Assistance in Dying in Canada. Don't miss it. If you'd like to know more about the Toronto Spiritist Society, please visit www.torontospiritistsociety.org. If you'd like to watch the recordings of their 6th anniversary celebration, visit their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash TSS Spiritist Society. We hope you have enjoyed this Spiritist conversation and that you will join us for another one. Your host today was Dan Assisi and our guests were Sandra and Joe Moussi from Toronto, Canada and Andrea Marshall and Marcelo Neto from Florida. Want to join the conversation or simply let us know where you're listening from? Tweet using the hashtag SpiritistConversations Email us at conversations at spiritism.org or simply visit our Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. The opening song you heard on the show was Take 5, played by the David Brubeck Quartet, recorded in Toronto, Canada, audio engineering by Dennis Sisi. No one was paid to take part in this broadcast.